Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Well, a very good evening to you. Welcome to the show. Tonight, we're going to talk about being in debt and how to stay away from getting deeper in debt. I know it's a really difficult time considering this lockdown, business is unable to operate, and very few are still receiving an income. We also look at how businesses can prepare for going back, reinventing themselves, and turning the tide after this lockdown. On our Money Lessons feature this evening, we look at the link between a healthy mind and body and a healthy bank account. Is there actually a link? All of this coming up in the next hour. This is My Money and Me. I'm Sumitra Naidu. Welcome to it. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on the home of the Afropolitan. Right, so stats show that over 25 million South Africans are actively using credit. Now, over 10 million of these South Africans are struggling to actually uh, pay it back. Um, you know, it is a tough time. Many of us may be stuck with no income or very little. And we've heard a number of measures um, that are being put in place to assist with funding and low interest loans and payment holidays from government and the private sector. We've heard the banks coming to the party here but we need to be very wary of what we are getting ourselves into my guest this evening is Mahauta Mpashlele a registered debt counsellor and CEO of Ituseng Credit Solutions a very good evening to you Mahauta thanks so much for joining me good evening and uh, hello to the listener so, you know, we, we've heard that debt counsellors are really concerned about the financially distressed. The, and, and, you know, there's a number of measures that's being announced to actually help um, these financially distressed people. But there is also a concern that some of these measures that are taken up could actually put financially distressed people into a whole lot more trouble. Do you agree? Not necessarily. Look, what the banks have announced has always been there. So let's start there. There's nothing new in terms of what they have proposed, except maybe for some of the interest rate concessions that they will be giving. It's one of the measures that when you are in debt and you are in good standing with your bank, uh, there is a process that you can follow for them to give you a payment holiday, which protects you from legal action and gives you some breathing space and allows you to use some of the money towards your essential living expenses. And as long as you pay according to the new arrangement, the banks are not allowed to take legal action against you. It's only when you default on the arrangement and most of the time, if you default without going back to them and, and engaging with them to tell you that your circumstances have not changed. For example, if someone takes a payment holiday now, three months later, they are in, their circumstances still have not changed. They mustn't just say they need to go back to the bank and say, I'm still in the same position. Can we extend the payment holiday? And that has been happening throughout. So... It only happens if you don't pay according to the arrangement and you don't discuss with them. So, Mahata, we, we talk about the fact that, you know, we need to provide some breathing room. 
We need to provide some relief and we need to really assist people during this time because it's obviously we in, you know, these are unprecedented times. We've never been here before, so we have to actually change what we were doing as per normal. But when we talk about financially distressed people, you know, I'm talking to quite a few small businesses, um, you know, daily, and many of them are saying that, um, there are quite a few rules attached to all of these payment holidays and these measures yes. and funding and the low um, low interest loans um, you know and, and some of those some of those rules means that many people can't access it so for instance if you were in you you know they talk about you need to be in good standing so you need to yes. have all of your admin sorted out. You need to have paid all your taxes. You need to be registered. Um, so basically, I mean, if one thing is out of place, then you can't actually access it. What happens to financially distressed people that have maybe missed one or two payments before, um, you know, we got into the situation with COVID-19? What happens to that person? Okay, the the National Credit Act applies to individuals and to uh, certain small businesses, but not all businesses. Mm -hmm. So it has always made provision for for people who are not in good standing. So what does it mean if you are not in good standing? Uh, A bank can send you what we call a Section 129 notice that tells you that you are in default if you don't approach them. Okay, the the 129 notice is giving you the opportunity to speak to the bank or to a debt counselor or to an ADR agent. So you are still protected if you are not in good standing because there are regulated procedures that the banks must follow before they take. uh, I mean, all credit providers, not just banks, that they need to follow before they take legal action against you. A section 129 notice is creating space for the credit provider and the consumer to dis- to agree. It says that you need to agree on a plan on how you are going to bring the areas up to date. So they they have to follow that step before they take legal action. So they have to negotiate with you in good faith. During that space, that's when they can reduce your installments or agree on any other arrangement including a payment holiday, which I said was always there. Mm. But the, and, and the, 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 the trick before COVID was that you had to approach the bank, before, the credit providers, before you got into serious areas, because then your negotiating power is better. Mm. But now we understand that no one is at fault. There are concessions that are in place. But even if you are not in good standing, there is legal protection which is kicked out. And what has also happened, the National Credit Regulator has extended the days within which that legal action can be taken. Before COVID, it was 20 business days. Mm-hmm. The NCR has extended those days to say, during COVID, they will be ex- that 20 business days will be extended by the number of the lockdown period which basically means that during the lockdown period, no Section 129 can be issued, which means that the legal process cannot be kicked off anyway for those that are not in good standing. So they do have protection. The important thing is to understand the National Credit Act and to ensure that you 
you follow the process that is outlined there. And credit providers are still under legal obligation not to just take legal action willy-nilly. Afropolitans, we are talking to Mkhauta Mpashlela. She's a registered debt counsellor and the CEO of Ituseng Credit Solutions. And we're talking about understanding your rights as a consumer or a small business and understanding what is available to you during this time that we struggle with the spread of COVID-19. Obviously, it is uncharted territory, but measures have been put in place and it is really important for you to understand how to take advantage of some of the relief that's being offered and understanding, um, you know, how the National Credit Act works. If you have any questions for Mahauta, please give us a call. The number is 086-00-00959 or you can uh, tweet us at uh, KayaFM95.9 or at KayaFM Talk if you have any questions. Mahauta, talking about that and understanding the National Credit Act, we also know that last year, towards the end of last year, the president actually signed into law the amendment to the National Credit Act, which was allowing um, those vulnerable consumers that were in a bit of uh, trouble to actually wipe out a certain amount of their debt. Yes. Does that still stand? I mean, that's obviously an amendment that was signed into law that you can also you can also take this up, right? Um, uh, no, uh, unfortunately you can't. Although okay. the president signed the bill into law, mm-hmm. he has not proclaimed the date uh, which that uh, act would become effective. So it's there, but it's not operational because what needs to happen, there needs to be regulations that are issued. The National Credit Regulator uh, needs to be ready to be able to, to process those applications. So unfortunately, that relief is not yet implemented. Ah. Uh, the only formal relief that we, uh, we have now is the debt counseling process, which people can choose to go under. But debt counseling is only relevant if you have a long-term uh, issue that can be not be resolved within three or four months. So if COVID is going to affect you only for a short period, I would not advise going under debt counseling because once you are under debt counseling, you cannot get out unless you meet very strict conditions. And it's a long-term process of minimum three years up to five years or, or more, depending on the amount of debt that you have. And you have to have some minimum income Mm. that you would use to be able to pay back the money. So if you are experiencing a short-term problem, the the easiest thing is to ask for your installments to be reduced. If you will not have income at all for a few months, ask for a payment holiday and then be very clear upfront how... Because usually a payment holiday is basically just an extension of the term, okay? And and the, some of the banks have said they will give some interest rate concessions. And as long as you comply with a new arrangement, by law you are protected, no legal action can be taken.
against you. Okay, so just for clarity, Mahato, you're talking about, when you talk about the long term, you're talking about, and the debt counselling, it's a debt review. So not everybody yes, needs to go under debt review. You actually can take up a shorter period where you can, uh, you know, um, steady yourself during this time and you get back on the boat um, once everything goes back to normal. Yes, if, if, for example, some people have had their salaries cut by a certain percentage for three months. So if after three months you are going back, you still have a job and you are going back to work, I would not advise that counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, just arrange for to pay a reduced installment. If really your income has been impacted for the next year or so for a longer term, then you can consider debt counseling, but you must understand that once you go under debt counseling, uh, you cannot access credit. You are locked out of the market. You cannot get out of debt counseling unless mm. you have gone to court to be declared not over indebted or you have settled all your unsecured debt, including your vehicle, except the mortgage. If you have a mortgage and you finish all the other debt, you can be removed out of debt review. So it is important to understand it can offer relief, but understand the implications. So I advise it only for people who for a longer term see that. But if it's a short term issue, please talk to your institution. You can go there yourself. The important thing is that you must have, they want a letter of motivation, which is basically a story of what has happened. Have you been returned? Has your income been reduced? They want an income and expenditure statement, basically a budget. What is coming in, what is going out, groceries, transport, school fees, and all of those things. So they want to see whether really there is a deficit. Uh, and then uh, they need uh, you, your consent to check your credit bureau report. I've advised people to go check their credit bureau reports because sometimes there is incorrect information there that would uh, prejudice you if they assess you because they will still do a proper affordability assessment and also check your credit bureau sisters. So if you haven't checked your credit bureau report, go and check it now. And if there is incorrect information, lodge a dispute with the credit bureaus. They have 20 uh, a month to resolve that dispute. So hopefully by the time that you apply, the information should have been correct. I think that's so, so important. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I think that's so important to understand your profile, where you are, do an mm. assessment of what's going on, and you can do it during this time. Um, yeah, like for it's instance, very important. You, yeah, because they are going to check it. Because that gives you a really good understanding of where you stand. That's essentially your credit score as well, and and how it sits with the banks. If you get that credit report now, Mahauta, you know, talking about knowing your rights and understanding, a lot of people don't understand the National Credit Act. They don't understand what's available to them, and and also, if people go to some of these institutions, you 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 know, there could be a, a, um, a varied number of places where you could have loans, um, you know, home loans or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you need to pay back. If yeah. I mean, what what are the steps for them to start that process? You say go and have a chat with them. So it may not be as easy as going into the bank and chatting to them. You may have to pick up the phone or send an email at the stage. Um, but if if somebody turns them around, uh, turns them away. 
what should they be doing? Should they call the national credit, uh, um, the national credit regulator to ask for help? What should I be doing in this position instead of letting it get too late? No, yes. The first step is to do. I always advise people do it yourself. Sit down, do your budget because that's the most important thing they will require you. They call it a balance sheet, and people become afraid. It's basically your income, your expenses, your liabilities. Understand your credit bureau report and make sure that it's up to date. Then put a proposal to them and tell them, this is my situation. I've been retrenched. And also you need to provide your proof of income, your pay slip, mm. to show that definitely your income has been reduced. If you meet the criteria, then fine. Uh, if they refuse, you do have the option to consult a debt counselor, but know that that is a paid service. Uh, you can ask for an ADR agent, which is someone also who can help you in terms of the National Credit Act. Uh, you can also chat to the National Credit Regulator. But the regulator is responsible for resolving uh, contraventions of the National Credit Act. So what's happening now is that credit providers are making voluntary concessions which are not necessarily law. So that one necessarily, the, the NCR cannot necessarily enforce what is happening now because mm. it's a voluntary concession that credit providers are saying. But like I said, the National Credit Act still requires them to follow certain procedures if they intend to take legal action against you. And there is provision for them to engage with you and to find a, a reasonable arrangements if you are in arrears. So do know uh, that. They can also call the Ituzen Credit Solutions or ask questions on our Facebook and we'll be able to, to answer that. If you've just joined us, I'm talking to Mahauta Mpashlele, Registered Debt Counselor and CEO of Itusen Credit Solutions. And we're talking about how to protect yourself during this time financially. What do you do in order to stay away from getting yourself into more trouble, there are different options. You need to weigh them up correctly. Um, Mahauta, what what happens if you've lost your job during this time? And we've heard that thousands of people have lost their jobs. They have nothing to go to once a lockdown is lifted. What happens then? Because they need to toss up between, you know, we don't know how long it's going to take before this economy is going to recover. We were in recession beforehand. We may be in a, in a much deeper recession for a much longer time. It may take a while before you get a job mm-hmm. again. What then do you do to protect yourself? You know, for instance, you know, you don't want your house to be taken away. Um, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to have a judgment against you for not paying on a loan. Um, what mm. then do you do? Is that an option to maybe look at going on the debt review? You cannot go under debt review if you have no income. Because debt review, you must have at least minimum 50% to pay every month. Will- to pay every month. So that review does not accommodate people with no income. But like I've said, some credit providers have said they will give you a payment holiday. A payment holiday is zero payment. Mm. And if, like I said, if after three months you see that your situation has not changed, then you need to go back. 
through the credit provider and say, I'm still in the same position. Can you extend the payment holiday? If they don't extend the payment holiday, it means then they will proceed with legal action, which is the issuing of a Section 129 notice and then a summons and then court. We've helped a lot of people who their houses, especially with housing, the courts are very strict when it comes to taking away a person's home, especially if it's a primary Mm -hmm. residence. So the, the, the mistake that most consumers do is that they avoid the communication that comes from credit providers. So by the time they come to us, there is a summons or the sheriff is going to sell the mm. house. Make sure that your your domiciliary address, the address where documents, legal document must be served, is the correct one. You, if you took out a bond 20 years ago and you did not change your address, go and change your address now. So that if there are any legal documents that are served on you, they are served correctly, mm-hmm. you receive them. And sometimes you don't need a, an attorney to defend a matter in court. Yeah. You just need to make sure you respond within the provided time frames and you go to the court and talk to the clerk of the court and you can stand there and put your story forward. But I hope it will not get Mm -hmm. there because we all understand that it is not the fault of consumers that they are not able to pay. But make sure that you stay in contact with your credit providers. You respond to telephone calls. You respond to communication that they send to you and you clearly put forward your case. Because a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. consumers just, this is the thing. I think in a, in, in a case like this, silence is not golden. I think the no, it's not. It has yeah. never even yeah. before. If you if you kept in communication, because the reason why a credit provider calls you is to say, Mahauta, we see you haven't paid this mm. month. Uh, what's happening? And he said, no, I, you know, I can pay. I'm supposed to pay on the 25th. I'll pay on the 30th. They agree. <laughs> and but the it, minute you disappear, yeah. that's when the problem starts. And what do we do? We save them as do not answer this call and we run away from them. <laughs> then you will get a sheriff standing at the gate. Absolutely. But if you make sure that you are in constant communication that you helps, know what's yeah. going on. You look at. I know it's tough emotionally mm. to open that letter of. Demand. But we've, you've got to just do something, Mahuta. We're going to have to leave it. it there. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and your assistance with us uh, this evening, Mahuta Mpashlela, registered debt counselor and the CEO of Itusen Credit Solutions. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.